Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We've been talking about the value of education versus credit. And uh, today we're going to talk about how we can broaden access to students. And we kind of left off in our last episode talking about, you know, some other ways higher ed has already done some things to help students. So, you know, you talk about CLEP, you talk about AP, um, credit for prior learning, those sorts of things. And, you know, the question, I guess, is, is what are some things that uh, colleges and universities throughout the country can do to broaden access to education for students? Yes, especially at the time when we have very low unemployment. We have in many uh, areas a uh, reduction in the number of traditional college age uh, going students. So thinking about the non-traditionals, which are the overwhelming majority of the population, perhaps a more of an existential um, quest. But I think we've pigeonholed ourselves in into the credit model, uh, whereby it's a certain number that qualifies you for X credential, as opposed to the learning. And it's interesting because it's a dilemma for me. There, there, you hear every single year of a famous person getting one or two or three doctorate degrees from the name universities or uh, university or this that big name university, uh, and they haven't attended it. And many, uh, and many times, those individuals have not even been to college. So we are, in some ways, recognizing. Individuals, but it seems we're uh, recognizing the, the contribution of some, but not all of our traditional students. I can't tell you how many times I've had situations where uh, master mechanics who've, who have master ASE cert, uh, standard uh, uh, classification, that only counted for a small portion, an associate degree. Well, they're successful, right? We, we want to send them back to basic arithmetics. Well, somehow they're managing to make very complex calculations. Somehow we send them to, to basic uh, oral and written communication classes when they're able to successfully communicate with customers, peers, engineers outside of their uh, places, and so on. So I... I is it time to rethink higher education? I think it is. And I think the the uh, the heat from the private for-profits is probably going to spur us sooner rather than later to really rethink where education happens and how we could formalize it in our current fashion. What do you think? Fred? Right. And, yeah. And, you know, you, you hear uh, from time to time those private for-profits you know, as a part of their their marketing, talking about you're going to get credit for the things you already know, uh, you know, so you aren't having to go to that, you know, speech 101 class, um, you know, and, and for somebody that is going back to college, especially, you know, somebody that is a non-traditional student, they're probably supporting a family, they probably have, you know, all of the things that come with being an adult. 
you know, the the home, the car, the family, bills, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, an 18-year-old student isn't necessarily encumbered with. So one of the things they're looking at when they go to college is how quickly can I get this degree or certificate so that I can get right back into the workforce because they probably can't afford to be a full-time student. Yeah, and the the next question that jumps into my mind, how can that credential help me go up the rung in my life, in my career, in my facility, institution, whatever? And and I'm I'm very surprised uh, to see that very commonly you can reach a peak in the workforce that that is not the equivalent of where we place you in college or what we acknowledge uh, is is your placement. Uh, I don't think I have an answer to be very bluntly uh, honest here, but I am worried uh, about those trends, especially for the non-traditionals, like you said, because it's not easy to go back to being a student. You know, I'm thinking about myself. The last class I took is well over 20 years ago. Being going back to being a classroom learner might be a big challenge for me. Does it mean that for the last 20 plus years I haven't learned things? No, I have, but not in that formalized fashion. Is that similar to you? Is that something you think about? Yeah, I, you know, and and you know, not to mention just the idea that. You know, for me, if I were to go back to class, you know, a college class right now, I'm thinking I'm 46 years old. Culturally, how am I going to fit in as well to a class of, you know, people that are young enough to be my children at this point? Um, You know, to go sit in a class with 18, 19 year olds in an intro level class because Someone has said, even though you've been working professionally for almost 25 years, we recognize you as a beginning student. Um, you know, it, it it's a little scary and honestly a little off-putting to do. Yes, and I and I agree with both of your last uh, two statements there. Um, and this is where I think. You know, although we are not going to hand an individual right away an associate degree or a bachelor's degree, but recognizing the learning that they have done, especially, you know, if they can prove uh, whether that is a portfolio or that is a a proficiency uh, test uh, that we can observe or whatever the circumstance is, I, I think it is critical. It is empowering as well. Because you're saying to the individual, even though we are, a college, a university, we recognize your learning and we don't just recognize it by checking a box, we recognize it as the equivalent to our classes. So so this is where I think the difference between uh, focusing on a grade versus focusing on a proficiency or a competency come in, uh, again, bringing you flashback to a conversation we had a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, I understand, too, that there may even be some, you know, non-traditional students out there that 
Uh, you know, look, I understand I can submit this portfolio, for example, or I can go take this test to prove my proficiency. Uh, there may be some that just to get back into that mode of learning again, may want to, you know, start at the beginning and work their way up. Um, and, you know, the other thing too, you know, by no means are we advocating for the idea that, you know, okay, I can submit a portfolio or take tests or whatever. And I go from nothing to completion in a matter of a couple of days. Uh, you know, that's not what we're advocating for either because, you know, there, there's a tremendous amount of value to to education. Um, it's just what, you know, what we've done is we've largely measured that in accumulating credits over time. And uh, I think it goes back a little bit, too, to another idea that we talked about recently is, you know, the idea of, of badging or micro certificates or, you know, kind of building that that portfolio as you go through college, um, you know, as ways to show some of that proficiency too. Right, right. And and I agree with the statement where you said, it's not going to be flipping a switch and you're going to get a piece of paper. I think, uh, I think there's value to um, the general education that is taught in institution. Uh, there is huge value to the critical thinking skills that are acquired while you are in, in higher education. I think there is tremendous value to learning uh, about uh, the world as, as, as a whole, whether it is in the sociological, psychological, geographic, historical context, uh, in addition to subject matter expertise. And I think that uh, it creates a better citizenry uh, that way. So yes, I agree with you. We're not advocating for those. Yeah. So we've been talking about how we can broaden access uh, for students, especially non-traditional students, uh, while we've been talking about the value of education versus credit. If you enjoy uh, Let's Talk Ed and you're watching this on YouTube, be sure and Subscribe to our channel, ring that bell down below so you get notification when we post new content. And of course, uh, you can also find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. For Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.